I'm Lake Miller. And I'm Emily Cunningham. And I'm Anthony Pettiford. Welcome to Gym City Diversity, a podcast where we talk about diversity and inclusion in the Dayton area. We are from the National Conference for Community and Justice of Greater Dayton, or NCCJ. NCCJ works in the Miami Valley to increase understanding around the topics of diversity and inclusion. Now, I want to quickly start by introducing Anthony Pettiford. Anthony is new with NCCJ. He's a prevention coordinator with us. Now, you may recognize Anthony's voice, actually, from a special um, several months back. So we are very excited to have Anthony joining us, and you'll be hearing him on some podcasts from now on. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here, Lake. So today we're going to be talking about the American Factory documentary. And if you're not familiar with American Factory, let me first say that you are missing out because you should absolutely watch it. Um, And let me tell you a few things about it. So American Factory is a documentary on Netflix that highlights the Fuyao factory here in Dayton. The Fuyao factory was the, the General Motors factory in Dayton that was then shuttered. And in 2019, American Factory was released on Netflix, kind of highlighting what happened at that Fuyao factory which is basically a glass manufacturing factory that creates windshields and different glass products that go onto cars. The film was picked up by the Obamas, which is pretty amazing, um, and has won some fabulous, fabulous awards. So we are, first of all, incredibly proud of Steve Bogner and Julia Reichert for the amazing work that they did. And not to mention, they're also local to us. Yeah, so Julia and Steve are from Yellow Springs, um, which is awesome that you know we were able to keep that local and they've won an academy award a director's guild award they were nominated for a producer's guild they won an independent spirit award nominated for a peabody award and they are currently pending results for three different emmys wow yeah pretty amazing so the reason that we're talking about this documentary is because it really produces an interesting cultural presentation in a factory that is, Fuyao is a, a Chinese company. There's a lot of employees from China who are working at Fuyao. But there's also this kind of cultural issue that's happening here as the American workers and the Chinese workers are kind of working around the nuances of each other and, and trying to figure out culture and live codependently of each other um, in a working environment that is sometimes dangerous and sometimes re- you know, has to have you rely on the people around you. How do you mean the cultures differ? Yeah, so good question. So there's an interesting kind of issue that we see throughout this entire film. The first thing that we see a lot is the the work ethic of the Chinese employees versus the American employees at Fuyao. One of the things that is talked about throughout the film is how the Americans want a five-day work week, right, with limited hours, which Mm -hmm. most of us know a 40-hour work week is pretty standard. But the Chinese individuals see taking one day in the weekend off as lazy. And they see it as we should be coming to work every single day and working long hours and really doing everything that we can to take care of this company, Fuyao, um, or or any company for that matter. Mm -hmm. So it highlights kind of this really interesting difference in work ethics, which I think as we look at culture and we look at values, to me highlights an interesting value as it pertains to family. Because how I see work is often revolving around how I see family as a value. 
And it's clear looking at the documentary that both the American employees and the Chinese employees within this film both have a strong value of family. You have the Chinese employees who want to work long hours and work on the weekends to make as much money as they can to produce and give back a reliable wage to their family, right? And that's a strong value of family. And we have the American employees who see it's five o'clock or whatever time they may get off. I'm leaving work and heading home and spending my time over the weekend with my family. And that's how I value my family is I make sure that I spend time with them and and then give my family what they need as far as a more social emotional component of a relationship. So to me, that was the most interesting component of this is as you see these two groups start to get to know each other's work styles, schedules, and, and start to learn to work together in a cohesive unit. Emily, I'm curious what you thought as you were watching this film. I was intrigued by the cultural differences as well. I did not know about the work ethic and work culture that the Chinese employees had experienced in China. And I thought it was interesting watching the dichotomy between the two cultures play out and how some friendships were formed and some were not. There was a a little bit of backlash between both parties at some times. Yeah, but I think, you know, you mentioned the friendships being formed and that I think is also a really important aspect of this film. I know that there's one gentleman in the film who talks about like inviting one of the Chinese mm-hmm. employees over to his house and like sharing a beer with him. Yeah. Um, and the importance in kind of overcoming some of those cultural differences as well. I'm curious if you saw the same kind of scene being played out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's easy to say that, oh, they're not going to get along. It's two totally different cultures. But I thought it was really, really interesting how everyone was very welcoming and they were able to invite each other over and share in their culture. And there was a part where they were having Thanksgiving and I can't remember his name, but one of the uh, American men workers invited some of his fellow Chinese employees over and they shared like a traditional American, but also incorporated some Chinese traditional dishes in. Yeah, I mean... and. At least in my family, food is kind of one of the the biggest component (laughs) of culture and and of celebration. And like to be able to to meet on common ground and and share a meal is really beautiful that, that first of all, they were able to build to that relationship despite their differences. But also beautiful that the the gentleman was able to share those customs with somebody who is coming who's new to this country Mm -hmm. and perhaps hasn't experienced these customs before. Yeah, Absolutely. Another thing that's kind of highlighted in this documentary, moving kind of past this Chinese-American cultural difference that's happening here, is what happened after GM closed and then what happened after Fuyao opened. And after GM closed, clearly the area, I believe that's Moraine, where the factory is, Mm -hmm. um, served some pretty hard times. I mean, you had individuals, you had whole families who relied on the GM factory who all of a sudden that wage was cut and those families couldn't live in the home that they had lived in before. Maybe they had to move to seek a new job or maybe they had to move somewhere that they could afford. So that area had a lot of hard times. Fuyao coming allowed a lot of those people who used to work at GM to have a job at Fuyao. I know several of the people in American Factory had previously worked at GM. But unfortunately, the wages in some of these situations just didn't line up. 
And somebody who used to work for substantially more is now working for substantially less to do a similar job. So I think, you know, it highlighted some of this, these issues. There was a lot of juxtaposition between the music and what you were seeing on the screen, and especially at the end where they were listing how many total job losses there were. And it was like this really happy music. And that was kind of interesting to highlight how perhaps it was perceived in the beginning versus how it actually played out. Mm. Mm-hmm. The opening of the company. What about the unions and how the unions play out in this? There was um, a lot of employees who didn't have like supervisor positions that were trying. Well, I guess in the supervisors were also trying to unionize. But I noticed in the beginning, they were trying to unionize to protect themselves. And there was they faced a lot of backlash. Yeah. And I think, you know, on that same union trend, kind of going back to the cultural piece of this, of anti-union kind of sentiments coming from the actual company, right? And then they are telling all of their Chinese employees when the union vote comes up, vote no, our company will take care of you. So then the company is ultimately putting their Chinese employees against their American employees by having the American employees have this notion of this union being kind of a saving grace and this union being a place that's going to take care of them while the Chinese employees have this information that is sometimes even just written in Chinese advertising to them. No, no, no. Don't trust the union. We got your back. And, and giving these two different groups of people, this basically man-made argument to have over who is going to represent your rights as an employee. I didn't have a chance to see the documentary, but I do remember the time uh, when this was actually taking place, when I think it was the CEO made the announcement that if we unionize, we'll pull out of the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that fell into the movie. I don't know if that was a huge part of it, but I remember that was a big deal living here and watching the news and that that word getting out that they were threatening to pull out completely if we decided to unionize in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I think it's difficult, right? I mean, when you're in this position and you lost your job at GM before and you're thrilled to just have a reliable sense of income right now. And there's kind of this hard issue, I imagine, for a lot of these employees of like, okay, so I'm really gung-ho union and Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm being represented and I want to make sure that I'm being treated fairly. But also I see this organization who's saying no union. If there's union, we're gone. And Like, I don't know how you balance those two things of, like, I really can't afford Fuyao to leave because that's what's keeping my family in my house. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I fear what happens if there's not union representation or I fear what happens if I'm not taken care of. Because, I mean, certainly we've all heard the notion of, like, if you work a job that makes you happy, you don't work a day in your life. And, like, I know there's a lot of people who are not being treated fairly and they're really dreading going to work. And those people don't want that to happen. Yeah, I recall there were a lot of um, issues with workplace injuries. And I remember a young woman was afraid of getting fired for having an injury. And they were like, oh, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I don't recall. I don't think that she was terminated, but I that was a genuine, real concern that she had. Right. And I think that shows some of the culture piece as well. Right. I mean, I think a lot of this film just comes down to the culture. You know, and I know that there were Chinese employees who kind of brushed off the injuries. It didn't seem as big of a deal for them. And that can be difficult if 
like for me, if I get injured on the job, that's not cool with me. Like we're going to have a serious conversation about that. We're going to make sure that this similar thing doesn't happen to more people in the future if it was some sort of preventable injury. But that wasn't necessarily the culture. The culture was, oh, keep working. We got to, you know, hit our numbers. We want to again point out the name of the documentary is American Factory. You can find American Factory on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix account, go ahead and search American Factory. We highly, highly recommend watching it. It really is interesting how the whole film plays out and highlights several different stories specifically, um, but talks about these cultural battles. You can also check out The Last Truck. Unfortunately, it is not on Netflix, but that documentary is going to actually highlight the closing of General Motors and the final vehicle that they made in that factory that is now the home of Fuyao. You can also head to Netflix and actually look at the American Factory, a conversation with the Obamas, um, and see Julia and Steve as they talk to the Obamas about the making of the documentary and some of the themes that they saw that stood out throughout the making. Thank you for tuning in to Gym City Diversity. Come back next week as we dive deeper into diversity and inclusion. For more information on NCCJ and diversity within the Miami Valley, visit our website, www.nccjgreaterdayton.org. Make sure to like NCCJ of Greater Dayton on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at nccj underscore of underscore greater underscore Dayton. And follow us on Twitter at nccjdayton.